Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Alan. How you doing, Alan? Hey, Frank. Hey, <clears throat> hang on, sorry, I'm parched. I need to take a drink from my Geek Freaks huh? coffee cup that has never let me down, <laughs> and the spillage is minimal. Minimal. You do get the one, you have the one that's like arced, so if there is spillage... Yeah, I do. That's my favorite type of cup. That's my favorite type of cup. But other than that, now that my, uh, now that my thirst has been quenched, I am feeling fantastic. That's good. Also joining us, we got... Uh, Jason Smith color for Hocus Hocus, the entire franchise, really, right now. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you. Colorist or colorer? Which way do we go? Uh, colorist, usually. Colorist. It sounds fancier with colorist. I think that's a good call. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the yeah. ist on it. Yeah. Like, can I be a writerist? No, writer you're stuck at writer. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> and we're getting an AI to fix that problem right now. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> of course, we're talking about Hocus Hocus again. Such a wonderful comic book. All of our patrons at this point are all caught up. We've, we've got them all comic books and covers from one to three. We're talking number four and a couple other things as well. Alan, can you tell us what to look forward to story-wise with issue four? Um, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Pocus Hocus just, it's bare, I feel like it's bare bones, really. You know, we weren't trying to reinvent the wheel or anything, but it's uh, it's about a magician who sells a soul to a demon to have actual magical powers. And uh, that demon comes back one day to uh, pretty much say, you know, I'm in control of you and you're going to do what I ask you to do. And uh, our hero, Pocus Hocus, has to do some, some things he's not proud of. And he gets his assistant, Emily, drawn into it too. Issue three happens to them journeying to hell. And issue four picks up right where that journey ended. And that is them running into the demon yeah. that he sold a soul to. Poor Emily. She got sucked into this whole chaos. I know. And totally not her fault. And I know it's not her fault, but she's hardcore. She and I really love her is. for it. Yeah. And just from taking a peek at what's going on in four, I'm trying not to spoil it too much for myself now, guys. This mm -hmm. is the problem that we have now. I'm trying to be a fan and somebody interviewing. That's not a good mix. But <laughs> what I've seen, she's like, oh my God, that looks like an angel that she's, oh no, what's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a little bit of that going on right now. That is great. So yes, we're going on where Pocus is, is in hell. We're totally in here. What I like about this is the colors changed dramatically as we entered into hell. So talking to you, Jason, what was what was the decision in going from kind of this grayscale world with pops of color into a heavy color world with grayscale focus? Why did you make that choice? Yeah, actually, I think that was something that we discussed really early on is once they reach this point, the to switch it up to have everything switch over into that color world. Mm -hmm. And that transition, you, you still have Hocus Hocus in that black and white world for for those reasons, for certain reasons. And then you, you enter this world of color where it starts making sense with uh, the story that is, that's written there as well. So the, the choice was already made pretty early on, I think, in the very beginning okay. of where we were wanting to go with it. So obviously this comic book has been very successful. You guys have done a few of these Kickstarters so far, breaking your goal every time. What do you think about the Pocus Hocus franchise is really grabbing people and growing your audience? Um, I, I, you know, I, I want to say it's the story, you know, because mm -hmm. I want to give myself some of the glory, but in, in comic books, it's you, you first, you, you, you read with your, uh, I guess you just, you look at the page first before you read the dialogue. Right. Um, at least that's how I do a lot of it anyway. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. And what, what Jason and Brian have done for for this series is is more than Will and I could probably ask for because I and I told Jason this before and I'm not just saying it just to be like oh thanks after you send me a page I, I genuinely appreciate the work that you and Brian do 
because I'm I'm a big fan of you guys. And it's awesome to work with people that you're fans of and excited to see what they're going to do. And I, I, I like the fact that I can send the script over to them and they already know kind of what to do. And then they deliver stuff that I didn't expect. Yeah, that, I think that's been the the big key. And then, of course, Dave, how he brings the life to the pages with the lettering. Um, I, you know, like Pocus is our first series, and I didn't know how much lettering honestly really mattered until you start really diving into it and being like, well, that actually makes a lot more sense to do it that way. We could even take dialogue out then mm-hmm. and then put stuff in that way. But yeah, I just I, I think it's the creative team a hundred percent behind yeah. this that like is is the real draw for this all right jason now it's your turn to compliment me yeah no <laughs> I, I agree i agree completely with that uh oftentimes you know this it's just that the, the team dynamic works together we all work really well together and the the story that's there is isn't one that's taking itself way too seriously they have a lot of fun that's in it and so when you get to to work on something that's fun it's fun to work on and for us it's a treat for people that's going into it i think that kind of translates over into the the artwork itself is it looks like these guys are having fun making this thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now uh as for you jason what kind of other comic books or projects have you worked on and has any of those influenced your work here have you brought any ideas forward oh well uh over the years i mean it's it's been a it's always been a learning uh, experience but with with this one, when this one came along, it was something that was it was different enough for me that I don't get to work with a, a lot of black and white, you know, comics because being a colorist. You know. Yeah, <laughs> the title, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I approached Jason. I said, "Hey, you're a colorist. We have a black and white comic we need you to do." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and that, that's just I'm, I'm down for for something that's different, and this just not the same thing over and over. It's just, you know, sky is blue, grass is green kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if I remember correctly, the first panels that were in color, if I remember correctly, was the poker game from probably mm-hmm. issue two or yeah, three. Yeah, it was issue two. Issue yeah. two. Um, at that point, that was your first time like, okay, we have to really go full color. Mm-hmm. Were you worried about what that would look like transitioning from such a grayscale world into this very bright world? And what were you doing to to kind of set that transition forward? Uh, the process is, is kind of the same, black and white, because with black and white, you're just working with the different values of light and dark. And color, you're still, you still have that, that value, that contrast, but you're just putting basically a color underneath of that. Mm-hmm. The, the shading would be on top of, of your color. And that's, so the, the, the process, no matter what, would still be about the same. Uh, the only difference is, is that instead of working with a gray tone, it'll be red or blue, you know, something just something that's a, a different color. But yeah, the process is usually the same. When going from black and white to color, as you've done in issue two, how do you choose the colors? Are you basing those off of emotion, off the environment? What's the most important aspect? And can you use those same things in black and white? Yeah, in in color, you could definitely get uh, a mood for sure. Uh, in black and white. It is, it is a bit different, and your, your main point, regardless, is to draw the, the viewer's focus to a, an area. And you just you want to do that as quickly as possible because your eyes will look at a page, and if there's no dialogue, they're not going to stop very long. They're just going to keep moving, looking at the images. So 
Usually in black and white, it's more about drawing the focus where you want it to go. And usually doing that with the lightest point is where you want them to look. Okay. And they just kind of focus up toward that lightest point. And then in this comic book, in specific, specifically in this comic book, uh, you have a disadvantage of a splash of color every time magic is done. So then it really halts the page. It's like, look at this. And then you can really go for that. So it's really beneficial. And then I'm looking at some of the panels here in, in issue four. Uh, we have a lot of different textures and different colors uh, for around the outside of the panel. Do you guys work together on trying to find a way to make these panels look almost like this panel here with this kind of floral almost design? It kind of reminds me of a poker room or regal in some way. What goes into a choice like that? It's this is going to sound um, like I'm avoiding the question, but the choice ultimately was just Brian's. Okay, um, and, and that was one of those where we wanted to give Brian as much freedom as possible. So it was like, and it's the same thing with Jason too. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you let the page speak to you, right? Um, you know, I, I gave the script to Brian and he asked like, is there anything particular you want? And I said, just do what feels right. Mm -hmm. And Brian kind of came up with this hell that feels uh, like it came with the earth or it's older than the earth. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like the fact that our hell, even though there is, you know, some of the, some of the tropes you would expect reds and stuff like that. It's also, there's a lot of force. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of, um, just older looking architecture. And I, and I love that idea behind it. And then naturally Jason just, you know, without any direction whatsoever, he just looks at it and he says, I think this would be good. And it's always good. <laughs> <laughs> how much are you working, uh, Jason, how much, how much are you working with Will and with Alan and with Brian on different ideas and, and how collaborative is that? Or is it kind of the same with Brian where it's like, have fun with it. Here's the idea. And see what you could do. Yeah, uh, a lot of it is just have fun with it. I'll, I'll get a page and I'll look it over. Uh, depending on the page, if it's got an emotional part, if it's got like a, a funny gag kind of a part, high action, you just you, you look at look at it as a whole and you just try to tell a story. Brian, he just he does such an amazing job that it. it I mean, I feel like I hardly have to do anything because the <laughs> groundwork is already there with like a set of instructions basically to default. <laughs> yeah. Jason and, just has to call her by numbers. Brian puts, <laughs> he puts what he wants on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking at, at uh, again, the fourth issue here, uh, page 16, we have not to give anything away, but there are candles I'll say. Um, mm -hmm. And these candles are this vibrant green and you could feel the glow going through and there's this gradient along the, the area that goes from this real dark area that's outside and then obviously lighting up to where the candles are. Green candles. That's not what you'd expect, right? You'd expect these I actually questioned. Lights. I questioned Jason on that. I said, why are the candles green? What was the choice? And there? Jason had the most genius response. Do you remember That's what it. you said? Yeah, this sap from the tree. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't want to. Wow, that is good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I love that. Okay. And that... Yeah, and it just adds so much more mood to oh, it because yeah. whenever I got it back from Brian, and even when Will and I wrote it, um, you know, we were thinking, okay, candle, red done okay cool moving on you know and then uh we seen it with brian i was like oh this is gonna look really cool whenever it's all lit up with the red and and then jason gets it and then we have this different hue to it that i didn't even expect yeah and like i wasn't mad when i asked him i was like why'd you go green this is awesome <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> and then yeah he said tree sap and then uh i think i had to pick my brain matter up off the floor <laughs> after he said that Tree set candles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then what I like too, I, I, I'm sure you use the color wheel a lot here, but 
the new character uh, introduced in the section two has like a purple garment on. So it jumps off the green so well. So it's like perfect choice. That's great. <laughs> Even with the, the demons blue, it all works well with that, which I think. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to drive uh, some hype around this, but that character design for the new character. Yeah. I, it's yep. nightmare inducing. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> What's inside that? I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, That's yeah, the hard yeah. part. Cause I'm like, yeah. look under this. <laughs> so yep. much stuff. Don't worry. We, uh, <laughs> we, we reveal a lot of stuff and yeah. we are, we're excited. All right. So, Obviously, this is amazing. There's also like the angel like character. Uh, so many things to go so over. Jason actually streamed that character. Oh, uh, did so you? Jason does. Yeah, he, uh, of course, he asks ahead of time. He's like, Can I stream this page? And we're like, uh, Yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Or can I stream this page? Uh, probably not. <laughs> this is, I feel like, this pretty big spoiler. Yeah. But he actually streamed that page uh, when he was calling it. And I was watching it in the chat the whole time. And I was like, Man, this is. This is so good. It's so much fun. We actually uh, show a section of page nine and of uh, and then all of page ten on the uh, on the Kickstarter. So I'm excited for yeah. people to see what we're talking about. Page ten, yeah. Let's we call that a turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how often do you stream you uh, coloring and, and other things like that? Uh, usually uh, every weekend. Just started okay. within the last two three weeks, I think. Okay. Uh, give me a link to that. We'll have it in the description, and then we'll try to uh, do the hosting on our Twitch as well. So. That'd be really cool to jump in on that and check that out. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So obviously everybody here at Geek Freaks and everybody listening wants to get their hands on this. When can we start getting into this Kickstarter? Yeah. So the Kickstarter actually, uh, we're filming this on the 25th. The Kickstarter goes live on the 28th. 28th. Yep. Of June. And then we're going to run it for, of course, 30 days like we do with all of them. 30 rage, stressful, inducing days. I can't imagine. (laughs) I hate running Kickstarters and I hate how good this team is. Because they put out the work really fast. Yeah. So that means uh, as soon as the one's delivered, the other one's ready to go. Yeah. Um, I think Brian, literally, this is a 28-page issue. He finished up page 22 not that long ago. Uh, It's over to Jason now. And as soon as Jason's done, Dave will finish it. And that means we only have, what, six pages to go? So in in theory, with how fast we're going, this thing should should be done before the Kickstarter ends or right when it ends. That's amazing. Okay, yep. so you guys follow the links below. We have more to talk about, but I want to make sure that we kind of get Hocus Hocus out in everybody's hands. And they can start clicking around while they're listening to this in the background. Okay. Yeah. And we have a trade paperback on this one. There is a really trade cool. paperback. Yes. Which I, yeah. I, I, I kind of already think it's going to be a Chris's gift for Geek Freaks. Like, because we do a, a <laughs> gift for everybody that's in the, in the network. Yeah. And I think we're going to do the, the yeah. trade sets where it's trade like five paperback. trades. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's probably going to happen. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is also comes with the launch of something brand new for you guys. You guys are joining mm-hmm. SourcePoint. Can you go into what that's like going into a whole new company like that? Uh, stressful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we we were picked up by SourcePoint Press. Um, and it's it's been one of those things where we've known for a little bit, but we weren't able to really make the announcement because... Um, when you're working with a company like this, they obviously want to play everything safe, of course. which we totally understand. Uh, because I, I'm learning as I go, and I'm, I, of course, I'm communicating with the team and everything uh, whenever we figure all the stuff out. But they, they don't want to make the announcement until they know issue four is going to be completed, because issue four is going to end our first arc, hence the trade paperback. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to make sure that their product is going to get delivered, so they don't want to make any announcements or put anything into Diamond or anything until we have stuff that's completed. So that way, then we can finally, they'll feel safe to, you know, whenever the time comes, we'll, we're going to be in shops. Yeah. So, and I can't wait to make that announcement. 
that alone, the sentence until we get into Diamond, for you guys who know comic books, like I, Diamond distributors, like there's such a pain in the butt in some ways, but that's like the league, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's such a big deal. Is this your guys's, for both of you guys, is this your first uh, piece of work that's going through actual comic book shop, like regular distribution? Well, from where this is my first comic book? Yes. Yeah, that's so it fair for, for you, for okay. sure. Yep. Jason, <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, I, I've been around for quite a while. I've been doing this professionally as a colorist for almost 10 years now. Oh, wow. And so I've, I've been around the block a, a few times working with, you know, as I say, the big two, Marvel, DC. And, but I like, I like doing the, the Kickstarter thing. So yeah, it's just it's more personal. Yeah. When you were working with the bigger companies, do you have such a close relationship, close, close partnership with the writers and with the artists and stuff like that too? No, mostly just the, the editors that you're working with. Mm. Uh, they, they may give you notes, but they're kind of like the, the middleman. Yeah. If, a, if an artist or a writer says that they want something specifically, the editor is the one that you usually communicate that through. Yeah. Kind of. Kind I didn't of even a, know that. I'm Jason. Yeah. I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can just step back for the rest of this interview now. Just keep talking about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it sounds like the editor is kind of like managing the project in whole and then making sure that everybody is doing their job. Uh, that's fine. I understand Marvel has their ways, but this the Kickstarter program, these indie comic books, you feel the labor of love. Like the Green Candles was something that until you talked to Will, it didn't make sense for both of you guys. But then all of a sudden it's in there to have a, mm -hmm. another person involved, the editor that's just like, yeah, he wanted to go green this time. <laughs> something yeah, like that doesn't yeah easy peasy. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, and that's uh, with SourcePoint, and and this is obviously in the best possible way. I mean, this they've been very hands off. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. So they they pick. I think they see it as they picked up a project for a reason. We're doing something right. Mm -hmm. So we'll just let them keep doing it. You guys just let us know when it's done. Yeah. Um, and then also we I can't wait to I'll tease it, and I can't wait for us to show it. Uh, but there will be new covers for issues one, two, three, and four that will be going into the shops. Yeah. So all the covers that we have had on the Kickstarter are all just Kickstarter exclusives. So the there will be new cover uh, for one, two, three, and four. Do you know the date that we'll start getting the first ones in shops? No idea yet, but believe me, Geek Freaks will be the first to know <laughs> because I talked to you enough anyway. Yeah. I think we're going to be making a road trip to our local shops just to make yep. sure to be taking some pictures. <laughs> yeah, as so soon proud. as we know, believe me, you guys on there. Yep. <laughs> all right, so we'll make sure to check that out. Um, yeah, moving to SourcePoint. So what are some of the advantages uh, of using a company like SourcePoint? Uh, it's um, a publisher like that. Yeah, so uh, obviously we're, we're still so new in it, but just on the surface, uh, it's obviously just having a, an experienced team like this mm -hmm. that uh, they pick up all these comic books and they have this wide variety of creators and titles in their library and uh, Garrett Gunn has been, uh, he's been really instrumental uh, for this part of the process too, you know, just like Mike Tiener was with Bad Buck. You know, he, Mike was really there to help me get started and to figure out what to do. And Garrett's been around for so long, I feel like, that it, it's just, just second nature for him. Yeah. So it's just, it's really cool. And especially with Dave, because Dave's worked on so much stuff from his lettering that he's passed down his wisdom, whether he knows it or not to all of us because it's like oh okay so we need to do this and he's like yeah this page is gonna look like crap if we don't do this that and helps. he's very honest which is what we need but yeah. I, I think the biggest thing with source point is obviously just going to be the the reach now that pocus can extend to like uh you know because we're we're playing a game of telephone with the kickstarters it's like we we share it out and we hope their friends tell two friends and their friends tell two friends but now with source point and then whenever we we get that the, the previews launch uh people will be able just to thumb through it and we're hoping our cover is uh, striking enough 
that they see. I'm like, oh, well, this looks really cool. Let me stop and read what this is about. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> going to put this in my pool, my pool box then. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody get those pool lists going. I know I'll have mine. I had to actually move mine to another comic book shop. So my comic book shop's now so far away. Uh, oh, no. I know. The struggles. Um, <laughs> what are some of the benefits to continuing to use a Kickstarter and being able to distribute into comic book shops? Um, the, the Kickstarter is just, it's so grassroots Yeah, and it's, it's fun to, to be able to communicate with the people that love your project so much that they want to get it on the ground floor. Like, even though whenever we, we go to do Pocus 4, it's cool that people want to come in and see what all we're doing now. And they want to be in the know before it's going to be in shop. So then yeah. they could be pretentious and be like, oh, oh yeah. Pocus 4? You haven't heard? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, try, you look, the, the, the classic nerd that's like pushing up the glasses with a tape yeah. around it. Well, actually, like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I would die if we actually had that. Like, I would be the happiest person alive. I think I'm you know? pretty close to the guy doing it for oh, yeah. you. Know? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, let me tell you about, oh, about yeah, the Yeah, well, let me stuff. tell you about Pocus Hocus. Yeah, people are like, what's Pocus Hocus? And then you just come out of the shadows. Yeah. Just <laughs> but no, like, you. it's just, it's cool to, to have that and then to um, really just talk to people that have been there even since Kickstarter won. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to see those people still continue to come back. So it's just, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's awesome. I don't know anything more to explain it. It's just, it's such a good feeling. And then it's kind of cool to marry this then because then you can use Kickstarter then to promote yourself mm -hmm. uh, in another form with, oh, hey guys, guess what? We're going to be in shops. So if you love it now, show your support this way too. You know, and just yeah. go out to your favorite comic book shop and just pick it up. Well, and just, it almost, how do I say this? There's even more bragging rights. Cause, okay. So for mm -hmm. you guys who don't know yet, first off, you got to get on this. You're crazy. You should know. If you've been a Kickstarter, you get your name in the back of the book. Right. And mm -hmm. so when you add the idea that that's in a comic book shop now, like that, like elevates your, your prestige, not to use that word right now, yeah. <laughs> but it elevates your prestige so much more. Or, uh, yeah, you feel like even bigger badass because, like, yeah, I mean, my name's in a comic shop, so. You know. Yeah, and it's, it's cool to have, like, the the originals, too. Of course. Right? Oh, like, definitely. you're like, yeah, you know, I was I was there since this, and look, here here's my name on the exclusive Kickstarter. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's wild. Like I said, it, it's, it's all just a big learning experience, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll be able to report back more later. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and dig into, uh, I know we're kind of doing this as segments, guys. It's because there's so many cool things going on with Pocus Hocus and your guys' amazing team including your new work right now, Grandma Chainsaw, which, I mean, I'm just looking at right now where she's like got a chainsaw going through somebody. It's a lot of blood. How fun was it to color this book? This is a treat. <laughs> I love, I love so much. Hey, hey, Jason, before you answer that question, what was your first thought whenever I told you I wanted, you know, I had this other idea that I wanted you to color? As soon as, as, soon as I heard the name, as soon as I heard the name of Grandma Chainsaw, I just, I was like, that, that just, it just feels right. It's, yeah. sound, <laughs> it's something that's just going to, it's going to catch your attention. You're going to be like, what is that? Is it what I think it is? And as soon as you open it up, it's, it's your childhood horror nostalgia just coming back. At you. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I'm looking at the page right now that says, you know, Grandma Chainsaw part one, and she's just going bananas on some dude that's tied to a chair. And Again, just with the colors, you have so many things going on here. First off, you have that vibrant red that's almost like a purple. It's so so vibrant. It looks like it was alive just a second ago. And then you have somebody coming from behind with that light behind them. 
and just the eye the eyes are lit up kind of like i'm watching you eyes mm -hmm. and then behind them you've got this gradient of different lights you can see this glow from above it's all the colors that are showing what's going on here in a lot of ways and giving you this feeling of like i mean there's so many ways to say like things aren't going well <laughs> but yep. the colors are helping here uh what were some of your favorite parts about coloring this book um looking up reference material uh <laughs> yes yeah. i would see certain pages and i'd be like this reminds me of a scene from this movie this reminds me of a scene from that movie and i would find those scenes i'd bring them up and kind of take from that palette mm -hmm. and use that along with it just kind of blend it all together yeah, and then, uh, so I'm looking through these, you know, I'm looking through the panels and what material we've gotten so far, and what we're seeing is a lot of kind of, looks like a 80s horror slasher, mm -hmm. you know, you get that vibe there, a little bit of a grindhouse vibe almost with the car scenes that we got with them at the gas station. You have like a watercolor uh, to your skies. Mm -hmm. How are you capturing that? Is it, are you, of course, you're using like a program or something like that, right? Yeah, I use, I use Photoshop. Um, usually with, with Brian, he has a, a lot of texture that he adds into it with okay. his artwork. Uh, for for Grandma Chainsaw specifically, in order to give it that that old school retro-y kind of film look, yeah, is I, I just ran it through a couple of techniques that that I've been just playing around with over the last couple of years. And when you when you get close to it, it's just it's just a pixel that's off. But there'll be a pink line on one side and a yellow line on the other side of all the line art that's in there. Hmm. And if you look at old film, like old horror movies, and you pause a frame. You zoom in and it has that same kind of look to it. Oh wow! So I just I wanted to add that along with a, a grainy look to the whole project to give it that old school retro horror look. Yeah, and then there's some scenes that like you're not entirely sure where the glow is coming from, but it almost reminds you of like the projector going, and then like oh, there's too much lighting, and you know it's a real bad theater or something like that. So it kind of gives you that vibe as well. Wow, such such an idea, such a small detail that adds so much to it. That's amazing. I'm just like kind of I'm looking through it right now, just kind of trying to think of something else that's like not spoiling this thing to you for you guys. Will, where did you come up with this idea? Like, hey, I just want to do a horror movie now. Um, yeah. So I I, I did approach Will about it originally, and uh, whenever Will and I we were we were talking about it, I I said, hey, I I know that we're we're still working on Pocus, but we're making like a lot of good headway. Let's we obviously want Brian and Jason. So we'll we'll check their schedule first to see if they can add on just something else while we're while we're doing this. So we don't really um I guess drag drag too much onto focus because we don't want to overdo it. Right. Especially with writing and, and with the guys. Like I, I never want anyone to get bored with it, you know. Um, so I just said, I, I, I think I want us to try to go, uh, you know, full whore. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I want us to really have our love letter to things like evil dead, uh, Texas chainsaw massacre, that kind of thing. Right. And I said, why don't we just have a book about a serial killer granny called grandma chainsaw. And and that's really it. it it's just, that's the bare bones of the book. It's just about a, a grandma that has a chainsaw and she just kills unsuspecting people that stop at her house. Yeah, and it has very cinematic panels. Uh, there's some where it just shows like a forest with a small house in it, and you're like, well, that thing's haunted. And then you go to the next, you know, next couple <laughs> panels later on, you have that zoom in half face of of, of the grandma, mm -hmm. and you could just imagine the camera shot. You could imagine this being done, and and again, like an old grindhouse kind of movie. That uh, it's a, it's a real treat, guys. So uh, when can we start getting our hands on this one? Because I know this is a little bit further out. Yeah, so um, we're we're making good headway on it. Um, you know, especially focus is obviously our, our priority right, first. Right, right, right. Um, the ash can for this, which will be the first eight pages, um, is going to be and 
a Kickstarter exclusive ash can you can add on to Pocus 4. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all all the proceeds from this are going straight into production for Grandma Chainsaw. Um, but we're hoping, honestly, that we get Pocus shipped out relatively fast. We want that in everybody's hands. And I would love to launch Grandma Chainsaw by August or September if we could. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's in no time. That'll be real soon. Yeah. You remember how you were telling me this lie about how much you were like, oh, it's just too much to do Pocus Hocus this fast. They're going too fast. You just added more yep. work to your palate. <laughs> I know. I did. I'm so stupid. Oh, what were you and thinking? Sp- <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, and speaking of adding more work, we also have Horus and Hell. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. So this is, uh, I like how it even says like source point mature, but I'm like, oh, this is the kid's version of <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Horus in Hell definitely feels like, uh, I don't even heart. it's like a wild, fun, I mean, it is full steam ahead, uh, Rick and Morty, uh, Adult Swim kind of spinoff that's set in the Pocus Hocus world following our friend Horse, the rabbit that's literally yeah. on my shirt right now. Yeah, um, we just, people were always asking us, you know, well, what's the story to Horus? Where did he come from? Where did he come from? So then uh, Will and I sat down and we were like, well, I mean... Kit was really the one that, that drew a lot of attention to Horus with his covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really, Kit was the one that really sparked the idea for Horus with our first variant cover of Pocus Hocus One. Um, and yeah, we're like, well, I mean, people love that little rabbit that was on Pocus's hat on the cover. So let's just do something with it. Let's make him a character. And um, we're really happy with how he turned out. But yeah, I just asked Kit if he had time to do it. And he said, absolutely, he'd love to do it. And then I didn't hear from him for a little bit. And then I got all these pages. Yeah. <laughs> so we have an eight page uh, little ash can of Horus and Hell. Uh, I remember I sent it to Jason and Jason was like, this is just fantastic. <laughs> Whenever we all were looking over at it and everything. Yeah. So yeah, Kit did, uh, Will and I vaguely wrote it and uh, Kit did all the coloring and the illustrations and Dave lettered it. There's no doubt in my mind Kit had fun doing this. Just looking yep. at this angel that's going berserk. And I love this. Has so many panels to talk about, but you got this foreboding Arnold Schwarzenegger angel looking over and just Horace is just like, w- like wincing at him. Like, I'm going to take you down. You said <laughs> like, yeah. <it's> so great. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun to read. And definitely it's got to be fun to make. Uh, and then they're going to be able to get this with the others. Correct. Yeah, so we're doing this as a you know as an add-on with the uh, with the Pocus campaigns. Okay, so we have a we have a lot on here. I yeah. feel like this time around, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe next time we'll talk about Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had the movie, we'll do a review for the movie. Oh, yeah, good. I just really I can't wait for us to reveal more about Grandma Chainsaw. Yes, like we're we're all having so much fun with it. Yeah, um, Jason, are you? I think this that's the next one you're streaming, isn't it? Page nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure that we're hosting that. So we'll make sure that everybody can get as much, we can get as many eyes as possible on that. Um, because this thing is awesome. And everybody you got working on these comic books is awesome. Obviously we're big fans of it here. Everybody's been uh, following you guys. I'm watching your guys's, you know, you can, every campaign, you see how much, how many more people have followed mm-hmm. it. And you're like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. It, you know, and I, I know Jason, all of them are probably tired of hearing it, but I always stress before we launch just because I, I believe in this project and the product so much that I want others to love it as much as we do. And it, it stresses me out. <laughs> you seem to handle it well. <laughs> I don't. Jesus. I've aged 10 years in the last six months. <laughs> well, we love it as much as you guys do. I think uh, I've been, I've got non comic book readers reading these and stuff like that. So that's a testament right there. This has been the introduction awesome. to comic books. 
That's a pretty good sign Ooh. for a comic book right there. <laughs> Your awesome. first comic book is their first comic book. But yeah. Man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Makes me tear up a little bit. A little bit, right? <laughs> All right. So I want you guys to follow every one of these people that are, that are on this. We got, of course, Jason. We've got Will. We've got Alan. We've got Brandon. Right, I want to say it's Brandon, right? Brian. Brian, damn it, son of a bitch. Yeah, Brian. They're all going to be in the description, <laughs> so you guys can follow along. But number one is going to be that Kickstarter, so you can guys get in there and get your packs. Um, spoiler alert for everybody who's on Geek Freaks: Yes, your Christmas gift is going to be the trade book. <laughs> you guys know months ahead of time. Um, but yeah, get there, follow this. Obviously, we're big fans of these guys, and we're going to keep having them back. Uh, just to keep talking about this book that we really love. Thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, hey, anytime. We can't wait to come back on in like a month. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Grandma Chainsaw. Right. <laughs> People are going to get sick of hearing me. They're going to be like, oh, look, Frank's got stupid Alan on there again. <laughs> going to go from an interview series into just like Frank and Will talk comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frank and Will, Frank and Alan, Frank and Jason. Oh, yeah, it's just going to be the whole focus <laughs> team. That's, yeah. that's the problem, yeah. Um, I know. I kind of, well, we'll save it for another time. We'll talk, we'll talk to Will about his uh, endeavors he's been doing right now because yeah. he's been having a lot of fun too. All right. Thank you guys very much for joining us, and we will talk to you guys next week.